Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Genesis chapter 47. Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and brothers with their flocks and herds and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan, and they are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them before Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked the brothers, What is your occupation? Your servants are shepherds, they replied to Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, We have come to live here for a while because the famine is severe in Canaan and your servants' flocks have no pasture. So now, please let your servants settle in Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you, and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them live in Goshen. And if you know of any among them with special ability, put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him before Pharaoh. After Jacob blessed Pharaoh, he asked him, How old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty. My years have been few and difficult, and they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my fathers. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out of his presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the district of Ramesses, as Pharaoh directed. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers and all of his father's household with food according to the number of their children. There was no food, however, in the whole region because the famine was severe. Both Egypt and Canaan wasted away because of the famine. Joseph collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan in payment for the grain they were buying, and he brought it to Pharaoh's palace. When the money of the people of Egypt and Canaan was all gone, all Egypt came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is all gone. Then bring your livestock, said Joseph. I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock, since your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for their horses, their sheep, and their goats, their cattle, and donkeys. And he brought them through that year with food in exchange for all of their livestock. When that year was over, they came to him the following year and said, We cannot hide from our Lord the fact that since our money is gone and our livestock belongs to you, there is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we perish before your eyes, we and our land as well? Buy us and our land in exchange for food, and we with our land will be in bondage to Pharaoh. Give us seed so that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. The Egyptians, one and all, sold their fields because the famine was too severe for them. The land became Pharaoh's, and Joseph reduced the people to servitude from one end of Egypt to the other. However, he did not buy the land of the priests because they received a regular allotment from Pharaoh and had food enough from the allotment Pharaoh gave them. That is why they did not sell their land. Joseph said to the people, Now that I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh, here is seed for you so that you can plant the ground. But when the crop comes in, 
Give a fifth of it to Pharaoh. The other four-fifths you may keep as seed for the fields and as food for yourselves and your households and your children. You have saved our lives, they said. May we find favor in the eyes of our Lord. We will be in bondage to Pharaoh. So Joseph established it as a law concerning the land of Egypt, still enforced today, that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. It was only the land of the priests that did not become Pharaoh's. Now the Israelites settled in Egypt in the region of Goshen. They acquired property there and were fruitful and increased greatly in number. Jacob lived in Egypt 17 years, and the years of his life were 147. When the time drew near for Israel to die, he called for his son Joseph and said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, Put your hand under my thigh and promise that you will show me kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt. But when I rest with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried. I will do as you say, he said. Swear to me, he said. Then Joseph swore to him. And Israel worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. So Joseph brings in a representative sample of his family, five of his brothers, and introduces them to Pharaoh. And, of course, Pharaoh asked their occupation, just like Joseph said they would, and they responded that they were shepherds. And they said they were shepherds, just like their fathers were, and uh, they've come to live there while the famine is severe, and they have flocks, but they need a good place to pasture their flocks. So they said, please let us go to Goshen. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, your father and your brothers have come to you, and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. So let them live in Goshen. And if you know of any of them that are are really good with cattle and livestock, put them in charge of my own livestock. So this is quite an offer. Pharaoh gives them the the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, and they, they settle in the best part of the land by Joseph's direction and guidance. In verse 7, Joseph brought his father, Jacob, in and presented him before Pharaoh. Now, this is a very interesting encounter for a lot of reasons. First, it says Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And so Jacob, the father of the Jewish people, imparted a blessing, a substantive blessing to the Pharaoh of Egypt. And the Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? And Jacob's response is really enlightening. I want to just read the words. He said, the years of my pilgrimage are 130. Now, let's just stop right there. The years of my journey. How old are you? The years of my journey are 130. So he didn't say, I'm, I'm 130 years old. He referred to the years of his pilgrimage or the years of his journey. Now, this idea of life being a journey or a pilgrimage is very important in Judaism and in Christianity because uh, life according to the Bible, has a beginning and an end. It is not cyclical. It is linear. It has a definite start and a definite finish. So Jacob referred to his life as a journey. This idea of walking or walking through life or journeying through life is very common in Judaism. Uh, It's referred to in Judaism, there's a Jewish word, halakha, which means the path one walks. And then you're supposed to walk with God. This halakha, the path one walks, is very important. So in Judaism, there are 613 mitzvot, or rules, in the Torah. They've identified 248 positive rules, thou shall, and 365 
negative ones, thou shalt not. These are called mitzvot, these different rules. So there's 613 rules that you are to follow in your journey all the days of your life. We Christians also say so-and-so has a, a close walk with God, or this person really walked with the Lord. And so this comes down to us today. We are in the midst of our journey through this life with the one true God. I'm walking with him. Hopefully you are walking with him just as Jacob walked with him. And in Jacob's case, he was walking for 130 years when he met Pharaoh and he was imparting a measure of wisdom to Pharaoh in terms of the way the Lord views life. Life is a journey from cradle to grave. And the objective is to get as close to the living God in the days of our journey as is possible. And Jacob had gone through a tremendous progression of changes in the course of his life. Of course, he had gone from Jacob to Israel, from the surplanter to uh, one who has favor with God. So it goes on in this chapter to say Jacob lived in Egypt 17 years. And so he lived to be 147 years old altogether. But he lived 17 years in the company of Joseph, and he got to see the greatness of the prophecies of Joseph come to pass in his lifetime. He's 17 years he observed the power of Joseph in Egypt. And when he was coming close for time to die, he called Joseph in and said, If I've found favor in your eyes, Put your hand under my thigh and promise that you will show me kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt. But when I rest with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried. Of course, this is the cave of Machpelah is what he's talking about. And so Joseph swore and said, I'll do what you what you ask. And then Jacob slash Israel was able to relax and worship God and commune with Joseph because Joseph was going to take care of this detail. And so the Jewish people put a lot of emphasis on how to honor the dead and honor the bodies of the departed. In part, it gains support from this treatment of Jacob's body that, um, in fact, when he does die, they go through great care to embalm the body and take his body to Egypt and bury him in the place that he desired. And it is right that we should honor the dead and honor the, uh, the wishes of the dead in as much as it's possible to recognize that these were the bodies of our loved ones. And so um, Joseph agrees to honor his father's wishes and bury him where he desires. We'll tune in the next chapter, the next episode, and see how all this unfolds, because Jacob is near death and there's a lot to happen in the next few chapters. Lord, we just recognize that um, uh, you do show special care in the Bible to honor the bodies of the dead, The bodies are not just garbage. Even though the spirit of man has left the dead body, the bodies are handled with honor and care and to some degree reverence. In the case of Jacob, his body was handled carefully, and he even specified where he wanted his remains to be interred in the ground. Lord, I know that not everyone gets their wishes in these things, but we appreciate the fact that your care for us doesn't end with the grave. In fact, you're even concerned with our bodies. And so, Lord, We commit ourselves into your hands now in the days of our flesh. While we're still in the days of our pilgrimage, we commit our lives, our souls, our spirits, and our bodies into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. 
We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.